spiderworms, boiled worms, worm sandwiches, worms with ketchup. Billy must meet, eat fifteen worms in fifteen days or lose his bet. Can Billy win without working his way out of the deal? Hi, welcome back to Books Are Back. Today we will be reading the international bestseller, How to Eat Fried Worms, by Thomas Rockwell. I'm Ursula. And I'm Catherine. I'm Ursula's mum. So, um, shall we start? <laughs> yes, well, welcome to the podcast. Ursula reads books that I enjoyed when I was a child. Um, I normally start by explaining why I picked the book. How to Eat Fried Worms was a popular book when I was young. It was written just before I was born, a year before I was born in 1973. And I remember reading it, I remember it being good fun and I remember it having a quite a cool plot twist. Now, I know you don't like a spoiler. No spoilers on Books Are Back. But I remember a cool plot twist where someone tries to, to trick someone by... That's half the plot of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a, a super sneaky trick about... The gluing together two worms. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that being like, like a, like trying to fool someone the opposite way from how they thought they would be fooled. I just remember. I just thought it was very clever and exciting and ingenious. Um, anyway, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. Um, I well, let's start from the beginning. Four characters: Billy, Alan, Tom, Joe. Joe and Alan are a team, and Bill and Joe are a team. No, and Bill and Tom are a team. And basically, Alan makes a bet with Billy that um, he wouldn't eat 15 worms. Um, and Bill's, Billy says, oh, yes, I would. And he said, fine, prove it. Um, and, they, and he says, fine, but it'll have to be one worm every day for 15 days. And so that's the plot of the book. It's how, you know, they cook the different worms in different ways, um, different char- like different parents that get involved, different arguments, and, you know, 197 different tricks. And I remember, the, so the friends get, there's, I think there's quite a little banter. Yeah. There's, there's four. Well, there, there are, there's at least three fights, like big fights, not like, uh, fights. They're like punching the nose fights. Well, so there, well, so not just banter. Then there's a whole a whole lot of childhood relationships, real ones. Yeah. And I remember there's quite a lot about the, you know, the kids that aren't involved in the bet trying to kind of sway the well, work out what the rules are and see fair play. And mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. At, well, at one point, um, Tom and Joe, no, Alan and Joe go on a fishing trip with uh, Alan's father. Um, and they enrol Mrs. Billy's mum to um, make it or make, to make sure that he eats both the worms. Okay, so so Billy's eating the worms, and his mother is to be trusted to supervise that. Yeah. and and do the total. Uh-huh. And does she? I don't remember this. Does she? Does she buy she, into it? Is yeah, she, she does. She says. Um, she says, fine, I'll do it. Um, and, but so his, she brings it out one night and says, well, so um, so his dad asks, what are we having for tea? And she says, we're having burgers and Billy's having a worm. 
<laughs> yeah. And so um, he says, well, why don't you top it up with some of your nice cooking? And she says, no, I, I'm just the referee, not the chef. And um, it's a um, bit of an argument. And then they see all these recipes and she makes like uh, worm oola fishy stew. <laughs> and is that his favourite worm? Uh, yeah, I, I think those two are his favourite worm. Um, in the, I, I don't really want to spoil it, but in the epilogue, um, it, it's just like a two-page long thing. But in the epilogue, he starts bringing like to their picnic worms. Like, like cooked worms, like on toast or something. Worms on toast. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a funny book. Uh, I think I was I was topping up on the reading and you heard me going, <laughs> at one point. I did hear you laughing, actually, while I was making dinner tonight. So would you recommend it? I would. Um, not, not exactly if you prefer a really long, really in-depth into the characters you know every single part about you know your life you're the person who sits down with another person at lunch and quizzes them constantly and back and forth it's more of a you read it once you have a joke about it and play around for three days and then you move on kind of book. okay so you're not these characters aren't going to inhabit your imaginary world no did you think the relationships were realistic yeah they were it was it was more realistic than other things definitely you know, you, you do have very serious fights with your friends sometimes. Yeah. And this book isn't afraid to hide it. What did you think about the worm eating? I thought it was, like, a funny thing. Um, right, yes. So, on back of book, mm. warning. Don't try this at home. I repeat, we are not liable if any of you get ill for eating worms. Yes, <laughs> listeners. Don't take it from us that it's safe to eat fried worms or boiled worms <laughs> or baked worms or, or stewed worms. Worms and fishy stew. <laughs> so I, I, I've been trying to find out a bit more about Thomas Rockwell and his book. He did write some sequels. I think that yeah. that's given away. The, this edition that you've got has pictures on the back of yeah. how to... fight a girl and how to get fabulously rich. So would you read them? Yeah, I would. I, I wonder if they're about the same characters, because I, I really hope that they are. I think they I think they are. I did not read those when I was younger, but having done some research, I think they are. I want to know how to fight a girl, because I'm a girl. So the book's been in print, I think, ever since it was published in 1973. It never stopped being printed. No, this is not my copy i've bought you this one and it's quite a modern one it's got uh is it tony ross is he yeah, the artist yeah. it's got a tony ross cover and it's got some tony ross illustrations inside. they're just like nice small ones to pique your interest i'd say um and i think there's been interest in this book it's whole life i think uh to show you how its popularity has been maintained all this time there is a film and it was made in 2006, so like 30 years yeah. after the book was published, someone made a movie of it. Um, but it's a little bit harder to find out much. I'd like to watch that now. <laughs> would you? Yeah, I would. It, Is it live action or cartoon? It's a live action movie. How did they pay the actors to eat worms? Well, I don't know, but <laughs> the, the author, Thomas Rockwell, is on record as saying I was concerned that they would try and 
you know, dial that part down, but they handled it really nicely and didn't flinch <laughs> at the at the wormy thing. It's a little bit harder to find out um, about him, and I'll tell you why I think that is. Thomas Rockwell um, is the son of a man called Norman Rockwell, and I know the name Norman. I know the name Rockwell. I don't know the name Norman Rockwell. <laughs> well, he is a very, very famous American artist. And is it an American book? It is an American book. Yeah. Oh, you asked me that when you were reading it. I oh yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. Sorry. Right, um, I'm I'm just gonna. You keep talking. I'm going to change the answer to one of my quiz questions. <laughs> <laughs> well. In America, Norman Rockwell is a very, very famous artist. And I think that any time you look up Thomas Rockwell on the internet, you get a lot of hits because he wrote um, his father's autobiography. Um, um, that's my autobiography <laughs> then. Okay. He and his father worked together to write an autobiography, okay. which looks like quite a good book about the life of this um, famous, artist. famous artist who illustrated... Um, a lot of American magazine stories with beautiful paintings. So because of that, I think Thomas Rockwell's own life is maybe less recorded or or less... Repeated, handed yeah, down. Exactly, because his story is very tied up, the story of his dad. But I did find out that he grew up in a small town and I wondered, where do the characters live in this book? Uh, I, I think in, like, one of those towns that's maybe kind of a circle that has four or five streets in it. A you small know, town. Like, a high street, mm. two streets running next to it that are housing streets, and then a street on the side, and then some farms on the side. Right. And um, he was one of three sons to this artist, and all of them went on to become... I think there was an artist, a sculptor, and a writer. So obviously, their father's lifestyle really inspired them to mm -hmm. to make art um, and and write. So that was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, it would have been a bit awkward if you knew it. He'd had four sons, and it was my son is an artist, my other son's a sculptor, my other son's a writer, and my other son keeps pigs. <laughs> yes, just quietly just keeps quiet. Quietly keeps pigs. Um, and this book is, it was, it won prizes when it was published. It's shared a lot by um, American teachers with students. Well, here it says for David Wines fans. Um, so I'm wondering if that's maybe why it's been shared, because that's got, it's got that on the cover. Right. Well, David Rowling's a much more modern author, though. Mm, but, like, now, the, with the modern cover, teachers might be picking it up in the library going, oh, my class would enjoy that. Yeah. And, but the other thing I found out about it um, was that it is on a list of books American librarians keep of books that are often banned in their library. Why? <laughs> well, so I thought, well, now, that is interesting. I will try and find out why. And it's quite hard to find out why it might have been banned oh i mean why are they keeping a list of books that are being banned well no <laughs> i see the association of american librarians likes to just you know keep a an index of censorship type list of books that members of the public seem to you know 
not want to, to have in libraries. And so I was thinking, people kind of speculating about why this book has been unpopular. I think it's quite hard to understand why. Some people think maybe it's because it promotes anti-social activities like don't try this at home. But I don't think that can be right. I don't think it's about... I don't think it's banned because it's about eating worms. No. Maybe it's banned because... Um, maybe just because of the two, you know, very violent scenes. Well, now, so there, that's interesting. Because they are, like... They're, they're not... Eh, I don't like you anymore scenes. They're, they are, you know, lock people in the cupboard scenes. Right. As well as punch people in the nose scenes. So... Right, okay, so that's interesting. So maybe so, they're trying not to promote violent behaviour. Yeah. The first the first sort of level of um, speculation as to why it had been banned was, well, maybe because it promotes eating worms, maybe because it promotes gambling. Oh, come on, it's like a bet between friends. Yeah, I didn't find that convincing either. <laughs> well, so, you know, you, you bet £2 that your friend won't, you know, cuddle their cat every day all the time and bring it into school. I mean, that's 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 a bit silly. I don't think that's why it's been banned. But when I when I looked into it further, I listened to a podcast um, by an American librarian called um, S. T. Harker, and his podcast is called The Banned Library. Now, I mm. wouldn't necessarily recommend it as a podcast for children to listen to because I've listened to him today, and amusing though he is. He's not always using child-friendly language. I see. But he obviously has the techniques to really um, get to the bottom of the data. And I think his reading of the situation is that it has been banned on occasion because of either violence, so Mm -hmm. you're maybe right about that, or language. And I wondered if our edition has been... Maybe censored. Maybe censored. He says that there's an edition in which one someone says to someone else, "You're a bastard," and I, I don't, I, I didn't see anything like that. No, I, I might have heard a, I might have seen like a, "Oh, shut up, Joe," or something, but nothing like that. No, so some of the language maybe has been censored, censored, <laughs> bleeped, bleeped. <laughs> oh God! Imagine if you were reading a book and then it had a page that had been like, um, like. Bleeped, but like the words had been blurred instead of like bleeping someone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bleep, bleep, bleep. Well, they do that in Astro's books, don't they? Yeah, they do. Well, no, they use like the symbols. Yeah, they put in like, uh, you know, exclamation mark, question mark, skull symbol, <laughs> yeah. ampersand. Let me check. Um, I think one of the titles of the chapter is a dollar sign. Um, percentage sign slash slash exclamation mark um, question mark blip asterisk <laughs> <laughs> slash sign and exclamation mark and what happens to that chapter is that when they get in a punch shot um, no I that's like one of the later ones where they're where I think Billy might be about to win the bet oh right oh well that's, that's really interesting I'm going to check that out after we finish recording yes after we finish recording <laughs> so did you enjoy the part that I enjoyed about the two worms? I I, I thought it was um, perfectly interesting. It didn't stand out to me as, that's quite funny. Or, oh, that, that's something I might bring up in class or anything like that. 
I think there are different parts, like, you know, the different ways that his mum managed to cook the worm. There was, like, worm de la banana split. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, there is a worm de la banana split in there. I think those things were more interesting to me. Right, so you quite enjoyed the, the footy aspect of the book. What can I say? <laughs> cool. Well, I, yeah, I... I maybe enjoyed more the kind of it's the efforts of the other team to stop the world. What you mean getting, getting someone so uh, I'm too full at a football match <laughs> and bringing them home at ten minutes to midnight. Yeah, that, that's what I remember. So I, for me, it wasn't about the gruesome nature of eating the worms. It you know, was about the you know trying to come up with ploys to stop the worms getting eaten. Billy running into the garden shouting, Tom, 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 I need to eat a worm. So now we're talking about it. I can see, I don't remember many details about the plot. Have you got a quiz? I do. Now, I would like to point out that this is not, what well, one of my questions is not one of our usual questions. It's kind of more of a personality question. Okay. But that's right at the end. So... Do you remember what the first chapter is called? Big thing in the plot. The bet. Yes. Okay. Now, how much money is the bet? So, what have they bet? They have bet $50. Correct. And I was incorrect because I may or may not have put down £50. (laughs) (laughs) Now, complete this sentence. It's not cooked, said Tom. I'll do it, I'll do it, said Joe, scrambling down the ladder. He took the worm from Billy and ran out, then ran back in and grabbed the... Frying pan. Yes. So that is your best quiz ever. Oh. Full marks. Three out of three. Now, right, so and my last question is, what would you do with your worm? Like, would you fry it? Would you worm oola banana split? <laughs> I would, of course, fritter the worm. I would deep fry the worm. Of course you would. (laughs) Because anything deep fried always tastes delicious. Says the woman who came home one day from Manchester going, oh, I hate deep fried Mars bars. Well, I I would deep fry my worm. I'd fritter it. (laughs) I thought you'd say like pasta. I I would do a worm banana split. You'd have a chocolate worm, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I guess I'll do that. <laughs> Maybe like a worm bedded into a chocolate pudding or a cake. Yeah. So you didn't notice it. Chopped up small? No, you're not. You, it's you're, you're, It's supposed to be like bite-sized pieces. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've got to know there's a worm there. Yeah. You've got to be eating the worms. Rather than tiny, tiny speckles of worm. Yeah. Was it a good quiz? Well, I loved it. I got it right. <laughs> Of course he did. So what was Billy's favourite way to eat the worm? I think he liked the... Um, I think he liked the first thing his mum did for him. It was like a, an Australian or an Austrian way to, to cook worms. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but I think that was his favourite. And who was your favourite character in the room? I liked, I liked Billy's mum. Actually. I thought she sounds pretty game. Yeah, I, I, I thought she's cool. Um, are the... Four, I'm Team Billy's mum. <laughs> are the four boys well distinguished? 
Yeah, yeah, you can tell them apart. Yeah. Well, I think it sounds like a recommendation, is it? Ah, uh-huh. except when, you know, you keep on calling Tom Joe because um, you forgot who's paired up with who. <laughs> yeah, well, you can still enjoy a book without being able to, you know, produce the characters' names on demand. Also, when you're about to appear on a podcast... <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe you should bone up on it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tip for anyone starting a podcast: do remember what people are called. Yeah. And no, make notes <laughs> if you have to. And possibly, you know, what the plot is. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to ask you. Anyway, um, do you want to know what I thought we'd do next week? No, no, thanks. <laughs> you never do. You never want to. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Okay, I didn't bring a book. Aww. This time, I thought that next time we would talk about one of the Narnia stories by okay. C.S. Yes. Now, I know you've read them. I've read them all, actually. Yes. So it may be that in the intervening fortnight, we will um, bicker about <laughs> which of those books to choose. And listeners can find out which one we chose by tuning in next time on Books Are Back. So thanks for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye.